Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Besides helping us to make shows like this possible, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts like Tep and Step, access to all 61 years of the magazine in our digital archives, recruiting analysis, and must-see insight from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, we hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe that's texasfootball.com slash subscribe and thanks for listening the texas football today podcast is brought to you by chocolate milk built by nature you can watch texas football today live weekdays at noon at texasfootball.com and on facebook and if you like the show subscribe to the podcast vendor of your choice give us a positive rating and tell a friend From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show online. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here in this chair, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She is Ashley Pickle. Hello, Ashley Pickle. I am not too young for Dirty Dancing references, folks. Over what here. year did that movie come out? Uh, I don't know. Wow, no way though. to know. There's no way to know. <laughs> There's this thing called the Google machine. 1987. Were you born in 1987? No, far from it. But well, <laughs> then maybe. But well, that doesn't mean I can't go back and rewatch it, which I have. Uh, my wife likes See, that See, well educated, you could say, an old soul. <laughs> uh, we do have a special guest in studio sitting to my right. Bye you, y'all. you know him. You probably. I'll be honest. You know I think his people, dulcet people know tones. your voice. <laughs> But I don't know if people know you, as far as, like, the face. Uh, from TexanLive.com, he'll be calling uh, Atascacita and Geyer tonight, uh, exclusively on TexanLive.com. It's our buddy Gavin Moritz. Hello, everyone. Hey, Gavin. There's his face. Now you know his there face. Is. This is what Gavin looks like. <laughs> so whenever you've heard those awesome calls on TexanLive.com or on the highlights and stuff like that, it's that guy. It comes out of his face. Which is funny, because when he walked in today, Chandra did say, she was like, I was listening to some of those games, and then someone goes, well, yeah, that's Gavin. And she was like... Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> it's weird though, like in our line of work, that whenever we, uh, because we run around with a lot of broadcasters and stuff like that, it's once you get to know somebody, mm-hmm. all you do is picture them saying things and stuff like that. You're just like, oh yeah. Like I'll give you a perfect example. It's Ted Emmerich. Yes. Like Ted Emmerich, I just picture, I just like, I can, sl- I, 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 I see Ted every time I listen uh-huh. to him talk. And it you know doesn't, I mean? and it, and he'll be the first to admit this. It just doesn't match up with the voice sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. And Ted, he is, Ted he is, doesn't. He is his father's son. <laughs> yes. Uh, today is Friday, September 17th, 2021. It is uh, until let me make sure I confirm this. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's sixty nine days till Thanksgiving. Nice. Uh, happy birthday, boy! Big 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 day. Today is the birthday of uh, Kyle Chandler. Okay. Kyle Chandler played Coach Taylor on Friday Night Lights. What he's a also, nice day it is he's today. He's also 
in Godzilla King of the Monsters, and he's also in Godzilla vs. Kong. Because you would know this. I'm just saying. Important things. Uh, episode 1243. On today's show, friends, we're going to announce the Mr. Text Football Player of the Week, the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week, and then it is helpful Honda Mailback Friday. We'll also have some Thursday thoughts, some thoughts from the Thursday of, of Texas High School football. Uh, so if you have questions about high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, anything like that, or for our special guest, Gavin Moritz, if you have any questions about broadcasting, if you have any questions about Houston area high school football, or if you have any questions about Kanye West, we can direct those over to Gavin. <laughs> get those in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. We'll get to as many as we can. I have a hard out at 1240, so Jeez. we'll get to as many as we can then. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Tony Blaylock, Rob Hadaway, Ryan Smiga, and Aaron Arbuckle. Welcome in, fellas. Howdy, 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 friends. Okie dokie. Pickle. Let me pull up my read. Hold on. Dave Campbell's Texas Football in partnership with... Oh, I'm sorry. That's the wrong one. And uh, cut. Take two. In three, two. Dave Campbell's Texas Football in conjunction with the Texas Bowl is proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Every Monday, TexasFootball.com announces 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. We then leave it up to you. Uh, on texasfootball.com to vote for who you think should be the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week. Voting closes each Friday at noon with the winner being announced shortly thereafter. I'm going to look at my watch. Uh, it is exactly shortly thereafter. And so mm-hmm. it's time to announce the Week 3 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week is... Drum roll, please. And boom! Taylor wide receiver and cornerback Jarvis Anderson, seven carries, 80 yards, two touchdowns rushing, four catches, 97 yards, two touchdowns receiving, five tackles, a forced fumble, and a fumble recovery for a touchdown, all for the pride of the Ducks. Jarvis Anderson, our week three Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week. Congratulations to all the nominees. Uh, It is spring quarterback Bishop Davenport. Rockwell wide receiver Noble Johnson, Pflugerville Weiss wide receiver Micah Gifford, Huffman Hargrave uh, athlete Luke Thomas, early running back and linebacker Trey Beam, North Garland quarterback God's Power Nwahui. I actually looked that up. It's ah, okay. There you, go. there you go. El Campo running back Ruben Owens, uh, Dangerfield athlete Aaron Hampton, and Vega quarterback Ryan Growunder. But a very special congratulations to the Week 3 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week, Taylor wide receiver and cornerback Jarvis Anderson. Very well-deserved young man. Quack, quack. We've also got, wait, yeah, we got this one. It's time. <laughs> we sure do. <laughs> I wanted to make sure we, we I had the rundown in front of me, and I do. Terry Max and Dave Campbell's Texas Football are proud to team up this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put in on behalf of their teams. Each week, the Texas Football staff nominates four deserving assistant coaches for the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week and let fans decide on the winner via Twitter poll. It all leads up to the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year decided at season's end. Four great nominees this week, but there can only be one. It's all up to you. You voted on Twitter, and we have a winner. The Week 3 Dairy Max, built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week is... Drum roll. Boom! Cleveland defensive quarterback... Or defensive quarterback... <laughs> Cleveland defensive coordinator... <laughs> I just said quarterback a bunch. Cleveland defensive coordinator Nolan Mills. The Indians held Waller to just 42 yards rushing and f- forced a pair of turnovers as they took down their district rival 31-6, to marking the first time in four years that Cleveland has not allowed a touchdown in a game. 
Uh, congratulations to all the nominees. Johnson City Defensive Coordinator Brian Jacobs. Crandall Offensive Coordinator Kevin Brewer. And San Antonio Burbank Offensive Coordinator Tyrell McRae. But a very special congratulations to the Week 3 Dairy Max, built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year. Week, rather. Cleveland Defensive Coordinator Nolan Mills. Very well-deserved, sir. Congratulations to the Cleveland community there for that one. I'm always really happy for you when you when we get out all this stumbling on our mediocre internet show. So by the time you're at your big boy table at Bally, all of the court quarterbacks are out. True enough. But don't <laughs> listen. That's a bottomless pit of mistakes. Exactly. Me, okay? it, it, they just all come flowing out. <laughs> We're Texas football today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Texasfootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. A lot of great stuff there. Then you just, just go. Texasfootball.com slash subscribe. What's a holiday that's coming up? Um, Halloween. Halloween. Uh, get your get your significant other a spooky gift by going to texasfootball.com slash subscribe. That's off. I'm sorry. <laughs> you I apologize. You do your you ghost know what? impression a lot. You know what? You know what? Subscribe, <laughs> subscribe to Dave Campbell's Texas Football to prove a point that my puns stink. Texasfootball.com slash subscribe. That's sell subscriptions. All right, Pickle. Before we get to Helpful Honda Mailback Friday, uh, let's talk a little bit about Thursday night. There was some action across the, uh, the state. I don't know if you saw, Gavin. There was some high school football played. I did. I did see some of that. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about some of the games that happened. Um, I'll ask you a Houston area question. Okay. So last night, Katie beats the Woodlands 21-14. Right. Feels like the first time Katie's looked relatively mortal this year. Um, I also think the Woodlands is probably a little bit underrated and probably flying under people's radar. Mm -hmm. What do you make of uh, Katie, you know, needing to play a close game and and coming out with with a close win over the Woodlands? I think that this year, Katie, I think their offense has underperformed just a little bit Mm -hmm. i do think the defense though as always at katie is stellar Mm -hmm. and i think holding uh, matower the quarterback for the woodlands to only scoring two touchdowns the entire game is a fantastic feat for that katie defense i I think that that's probably about right that that's i i I found myself really more impressed by the katie defense than i was anything else because that that was that's a woodlands offense i think is is pretty darn good and people are going to figure out pretty quickly uh, just how good they are uh elsewhere across the state of texas as far as uh, results are concerned um, uh, I think that the the game of the night last night might have been on TexanLive.com. Yeah. Uh, with Montgomery Lake Creek uh, beating Katie Morton Ranch. That was a banger. The Lions are 4-0. <laughs> How about those Lions? That they are. It was 41-40, to I believe, was the final with Trevor mm-hmm. Bullard on the call. I actually talked to him after the game, and I was like, congratulations, Trevor. You may have got the game of the night in the state of Texas. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, another contender for game of the night was in... Um, I think this game was in New. Uh, no, it was in is in in Converse uh, as Converse Ju- as New Braunfels beats Converse Judson twenty four twenty one on a late field goal. Um, Things are looking New Braunfels. For New Braunfels is four zero. New Braunfels is four zero, and I want to give I want to put some uh, uh, give give the flowers to to the unicorns. Go they corns. deserve it. <laughs> Judson's now one and three, and their their win is over Desoto, who is going to play Duncanville tonight. I will also say this. If you take a look at that district now with Judson, mm-hmm. uh, District 27-6A, they've still got to play Smithson Valley, who's 3-0. They've still got to play Cibolo Steel, which is always a tough game. they still got to play San Antonio Wagner, who I think is really good. Yeah. Right? 
That's not to mention a team like East Central, who's playing well, a team like Shirts Clemens, who's 0-3, but I think is better than her record indicates. Judson has made the playoffs 40 or the 14 consecutive years. I believe they have 47 consecutive winning seasons. Yeah, because even last year, I mean, they got booted in the first round, but they, they made still it. Made yeah, it. and they had a winning record. I will be honest. I, I don't I'm a know. Worried. If get there. They've got. They've got. They've got at least three, arguably four, maybe five more tough games. Mm-hmm. That if they don't figure things out, especially offensively. Um, they're going to be in some trouble. So that was certainly something that I kept my eye on last night. A um, uh, shout out to our buddy, DJ Mann, uh, mm-hmm. the head coach at Lubbock Coronado. Lubbock Coronado beats Midland. Uh, he gets his first win as, head, as a head football coach. That's awesome. Congratulations uh, to him. LBJ and, L- and Liberty, Liberty Hill. Hill. That's a game I come away from. Great win for LBJ. Yes. Let's start there. Great win for LBJ. They are who we thought they were. We think that they're a contender in 4A Division One. There's that. I actually come away feeling okay about Liberty Hill. Mm -hmm. I had some major questions about them. And to go out there and to contend and really kind of fight tooth and nail with what I think is a is a borderline elite for a Division One team mm-hmm. makes me feel better. I will say I think that now you take a look at that district. Uh, I believe it's fifteen five A Division Two. Off the top of my head, that sounds right. If um, it's not fifteen, it's sixteen. There are they're going to have a game with Marble Falls, and I think early November, and that game's going to be very interesting because Brian Herman's Mustangs are off to a very good start. Mm-hmm. Normally, in pa- in past years, we've looked at Liberty Hill and been like, they're going to roll through that district because a lot of Austin ISD teams. I think that Liberty, or I think uh, Marble Falls may be able to give them a push, but mm-hmm. you know, we'll, a, we'll see. This is the last week that we're going to find out a lot about Liberty Hill until they play Marble Falls. Yeah, and opinion. that's a that's a battle of slot T too, so that's yeah. always uh, an interesting little rock fight there. Uh, notable four and O teams after last night: Amarillo Palo Duro. How about that? Four and O. Eric Mims, Texas Football Today's own Eric Mims, yep. doing he's in, in his the, alma mater. He's in the kitchen doing a little cooking, doing a little cooking with those dons. Um, elsewhere, we mentioned Montgomery Lake Creek uh, is 4-0. Uh, other 4-0 teams. Fort Bend Clements is 4-0. <laughs> After a win over, boy, I had this and then I lost it. Uh, who did Clements play last night? Uh, they beat Fort Bend Dulles last night. In, a, in, a, in what I would call a slight upset. They're 4-0 for the first time since 2009. Uh, and McKinney Boyd. Beats mm-hmm. Byron Nelson. They're four zero for the first time in program history. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty notable there. Um, elsewhere, let's see. Anything else? Oh, one of my one of my darlings in the San Antonio area is San Antonio Taft. They are now four zero after they beat mm-hmm. San Antonio Marshall in a really important District twenty nine six A matchup. I think they're in the driver's seat to get a playoff spot now, and that'll be, I believe, the first time they've had back to back playoff spots since 20, 2006, 2007, Maybe how about that? Or maybe might be even earlier, but it's been a minute. But uh, but Ricky State doing some cooking down there. Very impressed. Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial is a bit of a. A strange case. Yeah. They beat they beat Victoria East. It's a good Victoria East squad, an important district win. We had worries about them after their opener where they really scuffled against Alice. They, I think they figured out the offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the, the, the weird thing is, here's the thing. I believe they had three pick sixes in this game. And so I don't want to like harsh on the defense <laughs> too much. They did what they were supposed to do. But it was big play moments. It was big play on the defense. Like, that's what the, that's what it was. But I believe the final score, let me make sure this, was 63-22. Mm-hmm. I have some concerns about that defense a little bit still. I feel like if you want to look down on Corpus as a region, and especially mm-hmm. with Miller and Vets, it's almost like very snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap, that each week I feel like I am going, 
are they good? Are they not good? What's going on down the there? Other, the other result from last night was, of course, uh, Allen going to Tyler uh, and beating Tyler Legacy in what ended up being a bit of a shootout. Mm-hmm. Um, my opinion on both of those teams basically remains the same. I think both offenses look pretty good, and I have some significant questions, questions about both of their defenses. Um, but anyway, there's some Thursday thoughts there from last night. All right, Pickle, it is time for helpful Honda Mailbag Friday. The North Texas Honda dealers want to help you score some great deals on award-winning Hondas. Stop by your helpful Honda dealer today or visit ntxhondadealers.com to learn more. The so North Texas Honda dealers high want school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel. You can direct those to Pickle and I. If you have questions about broadcasting or you have questions about Houston area high school football or you have questions about Kanye West. Or Uno. Or Uno. And, and tips and tricks for the Which game Which I don't know if you Uno. know that. I didn't. Learning something new every day. Love to learn. Um, please direct those to our special guest, Gavin Moritz, who will be on the call tonight for Texan Live for a task seat and Geyer. So is that fair? Is that a fair, some, is that a fair summary of, of your world? It's, it's Uno. It's Houston area high school football. <laughs> it's broadcasting. It's Kanye West. I think that's fair. Okay. That's tell, 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 we'll start it off with tell Tepper the Uno thing. This is actually super interesting. So I actually collect different decks of Uno. How cool is that? Have you ever thought, like, you want to talk about an obscure thing? People ask you, okay. oh, what I do have, you collect? I have, I have a number of follow-ups. First of all. Paul, how dare you? First of all, <laughs> there are different decks of Uno? There are several. How, okay, how do they differ? Um, do you want examples? I, yeah, of course I do. <laughs> okay. So I have between 20 and 25. Okay. At the moment, I've been collecting for about a year, year and a half. And maybe. they're all different. They're all different. Okay. Go I have on. like a Legend of Zelda one. Oh, like I didn't know they made like Uno. I didn't know they like did like branded yes. different yeah. decks of Uno. Mm-hmm. Huh? Are you? Can you be good at Uno? I have in my Twitter bio self-proclaimed best Uno player in Texas. Oh, wow! Hill. Yeah. Wow! Have you ever played Spicy Uno? I have. That's I know, fun. I don't know what Spicy Uno. Is. It's Uno with a little bit of spice. What's the spice? <laughs> Different rules. Like uh, some, you play it differently. But like, if a if oh, a zero is okay. laid down, like everyone has to slap the table, so, like that kind of thing. So it's do just you added. Think, so you do think Uno's a skill? I would say it's a skill that I am very skilled at. So you you would you would proclaim yourself the king of Uno in Texas? If you guys out there think you can beat me, if you guys can think you can find someone that can beat me at Uno, put your money I, where your mouth yes. is. <laughs> Let's go. Wow. Uh, well, I have some off-season ideas suddenly. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. So there's that. So if you have questions about Uno, please direct them to Gavin Moritz as well. Um, do we, uh, we got about 20 minutes to get through some questions. Pickle, has anybody asked any questions? We sure do. The hot question so far has been... Um, How a- dare you? One, yes. yes, you are actually correct about that. Um, secondly, um, Sh- uh, Shiner Comanche is taking on yeah. Poth tonight in a fun little... Uh, two-way game down there and we to a uh, one side question we will have highlights of that game we're sending a videographer yes. down there so people were asking yes. you can catch that on high school scoreboard yes. live uh fun game yep. really excited about this this game is in poth um you know it's weird poth tends to be a pretty high-powered offense they tend to be a team that under Jeff Luna has kind of outscored their problems. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? This year, it kind of feels like the defense is taking center stage, so it's a little bit weird to get you to, to wrap your head around. But it's a really fun matchup of unbeatens down there and w- with Shiner and Poth. Uh, as far as things that I'm looking for in this game, um, 
This is going to be a really interesting test for Poth up front because this is a really physical Shiner team mm -hmm. that you kind of know what they're about. You know that they're going to run the ball with Dalton Brooks and Doug Brooks. They're going to be they're going to be solid up front. They're going to kind of do the things they need to do. One thing that's notable, I think, about Shiner, you know, they have that win over Hallettsville. The last couple of weeks, I don't think that they've necessarily been tested. They played Blanco, and then they played... And I'm I'm still trying to figure out exactly what what this win means, but they be, they they played San Antonio Davenport, who is like they're a new school. They're they're kind of playing like a like they're playing a non UIL Ryle, schedule, yeah, like kind of an outlaw schedule because mm -hmm. they want to get some varsity experience. But that's like a five A team, yeah. And so they played like a five A team and they beat them. They doubled them up twenty eight fourteen. So it's it's, Which it's is weird to know what super to... weird because usually with Shiner they're playing. Yeah banger after banger after banger yeah. and so we have like oh well they beat you know three different 3A teams you right. know <laughs> exactly right and so here's here's what I want to see in this game I want to see who matches up up front who's you know who's obviously going to be able to, to take the beating up front um, I want to see if this you know this both both the last time we saw them out there they played Falls City mm -hmm. who they're bigger than and they won 17 to 14 can they get that offense going against what's been a very good defensive team in Shiner that by the way has played some really good rushing teams like Hallettsville and come away with a win mm -hmm. that's something that I'm interested in can both get the running game going well is, wasn't Step the one that was saying too that it's weird because we're used to seeing both as like this major defensive powerhouse and now it kind of seems like it's flipped the no, script it's, no it's the, the opposite oh, it's, it's the, the opposite, opposite way. both tends to be a, a high powered offense Offense, and, yeah. and, and typically this year they have been more their defense has been the better, better the better side of it so too. that's something that's going to be interesting does it matter that Poth is coming off a bye week China played last week I don't know we'll see super interested in this game this would be another feather in the cap for China if they can come away with it this is a 2A against a 3A so I don't know if I put a ton of stock into it mm -hmm. but very interested in this and by the way Shiner next week they take on Burton who's undefeated um, and then they get walled close out non-district so um, oh yeah just a so, an easy cake so, walk right so Daniel Bodker <laughs> uh, a glutton for punishment yep uh, yeah anyway I, I picked Shiner I feel mildly okay about it uh, Step is pretty sure Shiner's gonna win this game I, I want to I don't want to speak for him I know he's in the comments I, 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 I he's pretty sure that Shiner's gonna win this game mm -hmm. I am less sure but I do pick the Comanches in this one What's next, Pickle? All right, let's head over to your thoughts on Graham at Decatur. Oh, I wonder who asked that. <laughs> um, so Graham's, you know, Graham's had a weird year. Graham's one and one on the year. They have what I would consider to be a pretty, like, it's weird. I think they have a good loss and like a eh, okay win. Yeah, their win is against unbeaten or rather winless Alvarado by one which with, again win the clunkers win, win the clunkers right uh, and then they play Springtown who's a good team and they lose 34-22 and so it's like how do you balance that they're coming off a of bye week taking on a Decatur team that I think is actually a really good matchup for them they they do have a common opponent uh, they played Al they both played Alvarado uh, and and it's kind of a, a similar situation for Decatur they have two losses that I would say their two best results are their two losses mm -hmm. they lost 21-7 uh, to Kennedale and they lost well they kind of got blown out by Midlothian Heritage so I would say those are the two the, the better results than, than playing Alvarado than beating Alvarado 27-14 my question is going to be whether you know which of this Decatur defense shows up right in two of their three games, I think that their defense has been pretty good. But then last week, they kind of stunk it up against Midlothian Heritage. For, you know, Graham is a team that their offense has been a little bit inconsistent this year. 
Uh, and that's one thing that I'm particularly interested in. Is can they get that? Can they get, find that consistently? Uh, that consistency, rather, uh, whenever it counts. Now, look, this is still a non-district game, but I would look at again. One of the things that we had big questions about for Graham was that they were going to be pretty young this year, uh, including, by the way, uh, they have a freshman quarterback in Ty Thompson. Mm-hmm. This is a big test for him, and this is a big test for the for the youth movement on Graham. Um, especially, where's this game? This game is at Decatur. So going yeah. on the road, tough atmosphere, how, but they're coming off of a bye week. A lot to learn from this, and I think we'll have a better grasp of where Graham stands. For Decatur, this would be a real this would be a real nice bounce back win if they could do that, especially considering next week they're going to play Glen Rose, which mm-hmm. I think is tough. And then remember, they get Springtown in district. Uh, they get Wichita Falls Hershey, who I think is playing really well. They get Lake Worth, who is, by the way, 3-0, and and it has a really good opportunity, I think, here they play tonight. Um, yeah, they're going to be four and zero tonight. After tonight, so keep an eye on them. Anyway, I think a, a really good measuring stick game at a good time for both these teams here in Week Four. So interested in it. I probably lean towards. I'll take Graham. I think it's close though. Yep. It's a one score game. All right, we got a question for Gavin here, and I okay. believe this is the talk. game that you are covering tomorrow night. Uh, Summer Creek's game. Summer Creek and West Side. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um. It looks like probably Summer Creek's going to kind of roll in this game, but what what about them should people be looking out for tomorrow? So Summer Creek's got some returning starters. Uh, they have Kelvin Banks playing left tackle. They have Tory Curry at running back. I was looking over some of my game notes that I have for tomorrow um, earlier on my way here, and not while driving, of course. Red lights. Um, <laughs> I was looking at some of my game prep, and I noticed Tory Curry's back. Kelvin Banks is back anchoring that left side of the offensive line. They have a lot of returning starters, but they do have a new quarterback this year. Um, so I'd like to see how Summer Creek matches up with a Westside team that they tip, they typically aren't playing teams like this. And Westside, though, on the year, they are undefeated technically. Mm-hmm. They've only played the one game. They beat Fort Bend Austin. Yes. So they are both technically undefeated. I saw that on the... Uh, yeah. Um, you know, one thing that I think is interesting about this game, I'll throw this out there, is for Summer Creek, they have blitzkrieged everyone they've played, right? They, yes. they dominated uh, uh, Friendswood. They dominated Decaney. They dominated Conroe last week, which I thought was actually rather impressive. That was an unbeaten Conroe team. Right. They should win tonight. Then they get a bye week, and then their next four games, unbeaten C.E. King, unbeaten Atascacita, North Shore, and Beaumont-Westbrook. Ooh. So... It is gonna the, the heat's gonna get turned up in a hurry. This is the last tune up for them before uh, it gets real, as the kids would say. So I'm interested. To, is that what I, the kids would say? So I want to <laughs> say I don't know. Let's ask the kids. Um, what I want to see is a crisp performance from Summer Creek that they look like they are ready to go to battle against the heavyweights within District 216. Yeah, and for Summer Creek, this is a game like you said they need uh, to play crisp, and I think they have to play their best football right now mm-hmm. going into this, this next four games of district play in 21 six a, cause you don't want to come out against West side and maybe look, you know, not as good as you'd want mm-hmm. to. And then head into a game against C King and then a right after that. And then North shore and then Westbrook. This is one of those games that I'll probably text you after. Cause I'm, I'll be, I'll be pickles dragging me to a football game. Um, but I'll probably text you after. And I'm going to ask you how summer Creek looked that if they looked like they were in control and, and, and in command and, and, and playing crisp football, then I'm willing to buy them in as maybe that sleeper in District 21 6 So, okay. Okay. This is a question um, that everyone can answer here. Who is your team that you're most concerned about at this point in the season? Who should, mm-hmm. w- will be in, oh yeah, who should be in panic mode after this? Well, I, miss, I mentioned Judson. I'm a little yeah. worried about them. 
I will throw one other um, team onto um, onto. We need like it's not it's not like upset alert and it's not like panic time, but it's like we need some sort of phrase for like putting them on notice, right? Putting I'm putting them on notice. Like they're Hewitt Midway better figure it out, and they better figure out tonight. Yeah, because they've got Duncanville next week. So Hewitt Midway's own three. Okay, now they play a tough nine district, so it's like that's one of those teams I think they're better than their record indicates. They're own three. Tonight they open up district against Waxahachie. Mm-hmm. And a Waxahachie team that is sore. A Waxahachie team that it feels like they let the Battle of 287 get away last week. And a team that's that that I would categorize as a sleeper in District 11 6 a mm-hmm. If Midway wins this game, hunky dory. Yeah. Everything's you're good. okay. Go pick up that third or fourth spot in district. If they lose this game. They still have Duncanville, DeSoto, and, and Cedar, Cedar Hill. Hill. Not to mention, I think, a resurgent Mansfield team. Mm-hmm. All still on the horizon. I don't want to throw must-win out there for Midway, but if they don't win this game tonight, mm-hmm. they're in severe danger of missing the playoffs, which would be rather strange. Um, so keep an eye on Midway. That's one team that I don't, want to, I don't want to say panic, but tonight's an extremely important night for them, in my opinion, as far as the way that the schedule is going to break. Mm-hmm. What about you, Gavin? Who's on, who's, on, uh, who's, who's on notice? On Gavin's bulletin board? <laughs> well, being that I typically only cover Houston teams, Texan Live mm-hmm. based out of the Houston area. TexanLive.com? TexanLive.com. All season long. <laughs> I will actually go with a team not in the Houston area that I saw a little bit of the film Ooh. that they lost to a Houston team. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Allen. Okay, okay there you I go. think that's fair. I think Allen, every year they have a fantastic team. Mm-hmm. And I do think the loss to Atascacita is a bit alarming, not to take anything away from Atascacita. They've got a fantastic squad this year. I think this is the best team Atascacita's had mm-hmm. in a couple seasons. But I do think that that's a game that I think at home, Allen, um, they were definitely upset that they lost that one. And I think they beat Tyler Legacy last night by a couple touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to see how they do going into district play. They're in a semi-tough district. And it's like, we, we kind of okay. talked about this earlier, too. If Geyer is to win against Atascacita, that kind of sends up a red flag of maybe a district championship, right. you know? Here is, I, I, I totally agree with you. Um, I don't know if panic's the right word, but I think that, because I think they're going to make the playoffs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Right. It's a different kind of panic. but It's a panic for Allen fans who are used to to yes. winning the championship if you're talking year. about If you're talking about a state championship caliber team, right now I would have concerns. And especially on the defensive side. This is a team that's giving up nearly 30 points a game. Mm-hmm. And now, look, they played a Tascita, who's good, all right? But they also played Tyler Legacy, who they've got some weapons, but, you know, Longview held them, like, Historically 17 speaking, points last week. Yeah, they would have right? rolled. They gave up 30 to Plano East. Uh-huh. Um, and then they, you know, and, and now they held Cedar Hill to 16. That's impressive. But at the same time, I think Cedar Hill has their own issues offensively. I, I think you're right. They get a bye week, and then they get 4-0 McKinney-Boyd, mm-hmm. okay? If you want to circle a game that we'll learn a lot about, that's a game that in most years, Allen should roll. You don't Allen look twice at it. no problem with. That is the first test where it's like, is it broken, or is it just taking time to get up to speed? Mm-hmm. Those are two different things. I think we'll find out on October 1st. And or to, start to find out, I should say. I'll throw out a team as well, uh, going back to the question of maybe a little bit of panic after this week, and it's a team that we're going back to that same District of Doom, but DeSoto. I know yeah. I'm going to be at that game tonight, well, but well, suddenly DeSoto, that age or that loss to Judson is not aging well. No, it aged, it aged like milk. And it's um, aging even worse now after last night. It really, it aged like fine milk. And, <laughs> and 
they that is not a say. They have, they have like their two wins are over Arlington Bowie, mm-hmm. who's one and two, and North Crowley, who's two and one. But frankly, I think that they should overmatch. Yes. Right? I think they're just better than. And so now they get Duncanville, who is not without their own flaws, by right. the way, and they've got their own issues. But this is one of those situations that if if Duncanville goes out there and blows their doors off, mm-hmm. which there's a non-zero chance that happens. Yeah. If they go out there and, and DeSoto gets their doors blown off, then you couple that with the fact that they went to Judson and lost, and yes. Judson is suddenly major issues down there in, mm-hmm. in, in, in Judson ISD. That would be alarming to me. Yes. That would be alarming because you would have what I would then categorize as a really iffy loss mm-hmm. and then a blowout loss. If they go and they, even if they lose to Duncanville tonight, but they hang. Yeah, then you're I'm probably okay good with, with the DeSoto rest of that is. district. But tonight's an important night. Mm-hmm. I think it's an important night and and I, I'm i a little worried, a little worried about DeSoto. What's next, Pickle? Um, let's... Seven minutes. Seven minutes. Okay, let's go down to the San Antonio area here. You talked about them a little bit earlier, but going to Taft and Kennedy tonight. Any thoughts? Um, not Taft and Kennedy. Um, I think you're, I think you're mistaken. Is that right? But Taft played last night. Um. Yeah. No, Kennedy played last night. Oh. <laughs> Is this a different that's area? That's great. Oh wow, that's really interesting. Because there are two San Antonio teams. There's San Antonio, San Antonio Taft K- and, and this San Antonio is actual Taft. This is Kennedy with one N. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Going to Taft to Kennedy. Wow, that happened live on air. That's incredible. Okay. So this is a matchup <laughs> of unbeatens between the Taft Greyhounds <laughs> and the Kennedy Lions. We got to okay. start coming up with different names here, we people. We really do, guys. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. This is, I think, a really – this is the biggest test to date – in my opinion, for Taft, even though it's a 2A team, because I do think that this is a Kennedy team that, that look, I think that they're legit. I think that they're legit. I think the way that they've, the dominance they've shown has been impressive. I don't think that they're, you know, the resume has not been great as far as the teams they play, but the dominance with which they've shown is what you want to see. They have gone out there and they've played Progresso and they've played Woodsboro and they've played Carn City and they've held them to a combined 13 points. Mm-hmm. That's important. Process matters. How you look in these non-district games matters. Um, now, this is a big test for, I think, for both of these teams. Um, you know, Taft's best win is probably the win over on the road at Corpus Christi West Oso, but West Oso has also owned three. The Bears. Um, one thing that I would be very interested in is going to see whether or not, because for Kennedy, they have not, in my opinion, they have not shown offensive firepower against a team that can that they that's in their weight class. That when they played Carn City in the opener, which is probably their best win, they got held to 18 points. Mm-hmm. What I want to see is I want to see that offensive line get going. I want to see Jaden Chapa, their quarterback, get going. Uh, you know, they moved him over to the to the quarterback spot in the past offseason. Uh, Cameron Miller at the running back spot, who was I think a the uh, district MVP last year. That's going to be the question for me: is can Kennedy get that offense going? Uh, really fun matchup. I think one of those under the radar matchups. Uh, you know, one of those un- a battle of unbeaten's, uh, like a perfect hipster game for Tex uh, for Tep and Step. Mm-hmm. Um, I lean towards Taft, especially at home, and and they're the bigger team. But I think that this has a chance to be really interesting, and this would be a real signature win for Kennedy if they can go on the road and get this win over Taft. I think this would be a real signature win. That then, by the way, yes, they're in the Refurio district, and Refurio. You heard of them? They're going to be good. (laughs) Um, 
but I think that they are, if they were to go there, if they were to go to Taft and get a win, I would probably slot them second behind Refurio, uh, probably ahead of Three Rivers, who I think is also having a good year. So, and that they close out the season with Three Rivers at home. So, anyway, interesting, really interesting game. Really interesting game. Not in San Antonio. That is, uh, you, you said the San Antonio, and it's, it is yeah, it's I'm the sorry. greater kind we- of South <laughs> Texas area. But, like, that threw me off. I was like, no, Taft and Kennedy don't play. I think Kennedy <laughs> lost last night. Anyway. Kennedy up? with one in. Did San Antonio Kennedy? I don't want to besmirch the good name of San Antonio Kennedy. With let's two ins. Sure. <laughs> yeah, let's make sure. Hold on. Let me, let me make sure. I don't want to besmirch. San Antonio Kennedy did lose last night a heartbreaker to San Antonio Sam Houston. Okay. What's that? Some of these words are the same. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll round it out with this. Um, who is a team that was not on your radar at the t- uh, mm. first part of the season that mm. should absolutely be on your radar at this point? Mm. Gavin, I'll let you go first if you've got one that springs to mind. i got to think about this for a second. The first one that honestly came to my mind, uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. They won last night. They did. They are undefeated. Okay. Do you have a guess? Montgomery Lake Creek. That is them. Aha. <laughs> yes. They've been good. Bring. They've been really good. Um, Who is a team that was off my radar that I'm paying a lot of attention to right now? I'll throw a weird one out there. Decalb. Yeah. Um, they got a big win last week over Pilot Point. That kind of caught my eye. I was like, hmm, mm-hmm. a little interesting there. Um, they're certainly on my radar. I would throw out West as another team that I think is off to a really, really hot start that I'm very interested in. I want to see more of. Um, we mentioned him. He's our player uh, from the player of the week. Uh, but Taylor, Taylor, yeah, the Brandon Ducks. Houston uh, is doing some doing some good work down there with the Ducks. That's a team. I'll also throw one out there, and it's weird to call them like off our radar because I want to say, let me make sure I get this right. But they they had a down year last year. They were four and seven last year. But Monahan's is three and zero. And they're traditionally very good, but it's been a couple of years since, like, 2017. They've been down the past couple of years. But Monahan's is 3-0, and and they've got a game tonight. Who are they playing? They have an interesting game. Do they? Yeah, they play Fort Stockton. I think that's another battle of unbeaten. What Monahan's about, and Fort uh, Stockton. What and about Van? Yeah, the Vandals I think, are off to a good start. I think they kind of shock some people. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, shocked is, is too strong for me. Yeah. Uh, but I would say that they are a team that I think has... Um, certainly caught my eye in what they've been able to do. I mean, that win last week over Lindale was impressive, and then the week before they beat Malakoff, and um, and that's obviously good. They should win tonight against Pittsburgh. Um, the next test, I guess in a couple weeks they play Liberty Ilo, but mm-hmm. I think they're now pretty clearly the favorite District 7-4A Division Two, and I would look at them as a team certainly to, to keep an eye on. So yeah, Van is maybe a, a, a decent one. That was like, they weren't, they weren't completely off my radar, like Montgomery Lake Creek or like uh, Amarillo Palo Duro, Duro yeah. right? But they were like on the periphery of my radar mm-hmm. that I think I'm now certainly sitting up and paying attention to. Nice. Does that answer your question, Pickle? Does that answer your question? So Wasn't tired of getting question. grilled. <laughs> That's it. The show's over. Unless, uh, you got another, unless you got an ender. We got an ender here. Okay. It has been asked, um, are we doing a Dave Campbell's game of Uno at State? Are we going to have an Uno tournament at State? Look at his eyes light up. <laughs> I think we have to. How many people can play Uno at once? That is a good question. I've played with as many as probably five or six. Okay. If you have, I have played Uno with multiple decks of cards if there were a bigger group. This is true. You can do that. Okay. Are we hearing Uno tournament maybe? Oh. Now, games that- is Uno, but, but like when you talk about Uno, like a Uno tournament, it has to be games of like four people at a time, right? That's Is that the optimal amount of people to play a game of Uno? Uh, 
I'd say four is probably the optimal amount. I yeah. played with two, and that's when it gets interesting because you're just throwing. Wait, just head to head. You're just throwing reverse cards at each other, and it's like, and then every reverse card and every skip card is like, oh, it's back to me. Draw four. So wow, that sounds like battle of the death. One <laughs> on one is interesting. What a sociopath you are! <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna reverse, reverse, skip, draw four, somebody. I've done it many times. You're, you ever Put seen? You ever see the movie American? You ever see the movie American Psycho? Of course, I have. You're him. Yeah. You're Patrick, Patrick Bateman. Bateman. Yes. <laughs> Probably listen to Huey Lewis in the news as you're doing that. Hip to be square. Golly. That's an ender. It's going to do it for us. <laughs> Thanks, Gavin. Listen to Gavin tonight on the call. Uh, Atascacita and Guy are on TexanLive.com. Um, with Matt Stepp. With Matt Stepp. It'll be fun. Thanks yes, for stopping by, bud. Thank you. Thank you, guys. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Please watch Bally Sports Southwest tonight. 7 o'clock. My bosses want me to say that. Yes. Please. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you Monday on Texas Football Today.